What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video and today I'm going to be talking about three league winning running backs. These are going to be three players who are going outside the first round. Most of them are going to be second round picks, maybe slide into the third round, but even though you're going to have to spend like high draft capital on these guys, I think these players can all turn into high end RB1s and if you're getting an elite running back one in the second or early third round, these are players that can take your team from mid-level to an elite contender in your leagues. So three players. If you guys enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. That all really helps me out a ton. But let's just jump right into the first guy, and it is going to be DeAndre Swift. Right now, Swift is being drafted as the running back eight, as like an early to mid second round selection. For me, he is my running back six in PPR formats. So as you can see, I'm a little bit higher on him than consensus. I have Swift ahead of both Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. If we look back to 2021, DeAndre Swift finished as the running back 10 in points per game. You know, solid production, close to where he's going now. Averaged 16.1 PPR points per game in his 13-game season. But if we really dig into that point-per-game average, that, you know, RB10 finish isn't really fair because when we break it down, DeAndre Swift suffered a shoulder injury in the second quarter of the Lions' Week 12 game. So he injures his shoulder, he leaves the game. I believe at that point he had like three carries, three targets, so not a real game log. That game is counted into his point per game total, but then even after that, he returned for the last two games of the season. In those final two weeks, his workload was nowhere close to what it was early in the season. Like in week 17, he only had four carries. In week 18, he had seven. And from weeks one through week 11, he had never had less than eight carries in a game. So I really don't think it's fair to kind of throw those last two weeks into his, you know, full season production. Obviously, it's going to count like that in terms of points per game, but that's not the real healthy DeAndre Swift production. So if you break down DeAndre Swift's season, I talked about how he had that injury in week 12. If you go week one through week 11, DeAndre Swift was a high-end RB1. He was averaging 18.5 PPR points per game. That would have been the RB4 in points per game if you you know project that over a full season. He was putting up elite top-tier production. We know that DeAndre Swift has that elite upside because he has fantastic receiving ability. If we're just looking back at last season, he was the number two running back in target share. He was also number two in targets per game and then number three in receptions per game. And this is a spot with this Lions offense where I actually think we can see DeAndre Swift take a step forward. It's not like last year he had like this huge role in the offense. He wasn't a guy who had a 70, 80% opportunity share. He was much closer to that 60 number. It's possible he just, you know, eats into a little bit more of the workload in this backfield. He's also not a player who was on a top tier offense with some sort of like insane scoring. He was on the Lions offense, not a great unit. He scored six touchdowns in those first 10 games. He scored seven touchdowns in 13 total games. So it's not like he, you know, went crazy in the touchdown department. This Lions offense is at least going to be a little bit better heading into 2022. We know they have a super strong offensive line. DeAndre Swift is going to be one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. So I think if you're getting DeAndre Swift early to mid-second round, you are getting a steal because he really is a player who could, you know, put up one of these insane seasons where he's getting 20 plus points per game. And then heading into 2023, Swift is like the RB4, RB3 off the board. I think that's totally in the realm of possibility. So he is someone who I just love anywhere in that second round. Now, the second running back I'm going to be talking about here, it is Alvin Kamara. Right now, he is being drafted as the RB10 around the mid-second round. 
His ADP is going to vary on certain platforms. I think on ESPN, he's already like a first round pick, but on other platforms, you know, he's going more back into the second. So remember, this ADP is going to vary, but he is my running back seven. And if we just, you know, take Alvin Kamara, the player, we don't talk about a suspension, nothing happened this offseason. He's just coming into the league, you know, fully cleared of anything without any suspension rumors. Alvin Kamara is a mid first round pick. I think it's fair if you're putting him after the CMC, JT, Jefferson, and Cup group. Maybe you put Jamar Chase ahead of him. But after that, like, he's in range to be the sixth overall player, six, seven, eight, really anywhere in that range. There's obviously a little bit of risk if you're drafting Alvin Kamara because a possible suspension could come in here. But at this point in the offseason, with all the information we have, it seems like it's likely that he is going to avoid a suspension. This is a quote from Adam Schefter on Alvin Kamara. Obviously, he's super locked in on all the NFL news. So this is what he had to say. I think the league is going to be looking into this, but it's going to be a while, it seems, before this legal case is settled. There's a real chance that the status of that case is not going to affect his availability this season. In terms of this season, it looks more and more unlikely that it's going to be this season as his attorneys keep pushing out the case. It keeps being pushed back. And by this time, there's no resolution to it. The season may well be underway, and Alvin Kamara may be on the field for the majority, if not all of this season. So here's the thing. With Alvin Kamara, if you're not looking at the suspension, this is a consistent high-end RB1 player. In his five NFL seasons, he has finished between 17.8 and 25.2 PPR points per game. That range is crazy. For your floor in five seasons to be 17.8 points per game, that's a career year for most fantasy running backs. Alvin Kamara is doing that like at his floor. People thought he was disappointing last year and he was averaging 18 points per game. That's how high you know the expectation is for Kamara. And even if you look back at last year, 2021 was by far his least efficient season. That could cause some concern as you see, you know, he's getting older, still only 27, so it's not a huge concern, but you really just got to dig into the Saints offense last year. He wasn't efficient, but the Saints offense was brutal. You had injuries to multiple different quarterbacks on that team. The offensive line was banged up throughout the season. If you guys remember, the receiving core was horrible. We were hyping up guys like Marquez Callaway in the offseason to be the number one. Michael Thomas was out the entire year. You know, you look at this offense now, Jameis Winston is back. The offensive line is going to be solid. You have weapons like Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. This offense is going to be much improved. So at this point, with the information we have on his suspension, I think you take a little bit of a risk and you draft Alvin Kamara in the mid-second round when really you're getting a guy who's a mid-first round value, a high-end RB1. You're drafting that player for the price of a mid-to-back-end RB1 option. So I'm going to be all over Alvin Kamara this season. I think obviously you're swinging for the fences a little bit with this pick because if he gets suspended, it's definitely going to hurt your team. But I think, you know, you're swinging, but the likelihood of you hitting a home run here is pretty high. And now on to the third and final running back. This is a player I have been talking about all offseason. I liked him when he was consistently going in the third round. I like him when he's still going in the second. And that is Saquon Barkley. He's being drafted as the RB12, a late second round pick. For me, Saquon Barkley is my RB9 and a player that I view as like a, you know, early second round option. And with Saquon Barkley here, I want to make it clear, we are buying into the ceiling and kind of acknowledging the unluckiness of injuries. If you're someone who's like, he's been injured for three seasons, he's off my board, all right, fine. I guess, you know, if that's your prerogative, that's your thing. 
For me, I don't really love that strategy because I think a lot of the injuries are unlucky. They're not super predictive. But if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I kind of just want to break down his seasons and his injuries to kind of explain through why I don't think Saquon Barkley is a super fragile player. And in reality, he kind of just has been hit with some bad luck. So his first major injury was in 2019. He suffered a high ankle sprain in week three. If we remember, looking back at the season, he did that in week three. He finishes the RB7 in points per game at around 18 points per game. At that point in time, that was considered to be a very disappointing season for Saquon Barkley. Like that production is pretty solid if you're drafting him as the RB12. At that point in time, he was supposed to be like this clear-cut RB1, RB2, and it was disappointing. RB7, you can deal with it. Then in 2020, he goes out, he tears his ACL in week two, out for the season, brutal, big hit for fantasy, obviously big hit to him as a player. He returns in 2021. If we remember, his recovery for that ACL was lined up basically exactly with week one. So he was limited in those week one and week two games. It didn't really do a ton. But then week three, week four, we saw him get his real workload back and he started putting up some serious numbers. Week three scored 21.4 PPR points per game. Then week four, he goes out there 29.6. So now it's like, all right, Saquon was a good bet. He's gonna be cruising throughout the rest of the season. Then he steps on a dude's ankle in week five misses four games, and then struggles when he comes back. You may be saying, oh, sounds like a lot of injuries, high ankle sprain, low ankle sprain, the ankles. If we remember that play, he was running, looking at someone else with the ball, and stepped on some dude's ankle. Unfortunate, it happens, but this is not a situation where it's like he's a fragile guy. That could happen to anyone. He should be 100% healthy heading into the season, and we are going to be buying into that elite upside ceiling. I just want to go back to the prime Saquon Barkley in 2018, his rookie season. As a rookie, this man averaged 24.1 PPR points per game, elite running back one production. He was number one in weighted opportunities, evaded tackles, yards created, number two in dominator rating, carries, rushing yards, receptions, route run, number three in targets, red zone touches, touchdowns, and breakaway runs. This is the type of ceiling you're getting out of Saquon Barkley. We just have to hope he can stay healthy here. It's a bet that I'm willing to make. So those are going to be my three must-draft league-winning running backs. I know you're going to have to spend some solid draft capital on them, but I think all these players are fair game in the second round, early, mid, late. I'd be willing to take all these players at each of those spots. So we've got DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon Barkley. These are players being drafted as mid-to-back-end running back ones who I think have really strong opportunities to be high-end RB1s you know, maybe in the first round, you're considering a Joe Mixon or a Najee Harris. You can potentially snag a guy like Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, one of those wide receivers, a Jamar Chase, and then you circle back in the second round and you get yourself a potential league winning running back without spending the first round draft capital. If you guys enjoyed the video, like I said at the top, please just hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you for stopping by. Tomorrow, I'll be going through league winning wide receivers. But once again, thank you, and I'll see you guys in the next one.